Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Night School gets top, top marks, but it gets an F in my heart. We got a big announcement about the future of Box Office Breakdown, and we say a tearful goodbye to another one of our own. Box Office Breakdown starts right now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey. Oh, look at that. That was, very, that was the closest <laughs> yeah. time we're going to get to do a prognosticate hey. with you. Yes. That was it. That hey. was it. Yay. That was it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This, of course, is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prog... Stick... Okay. There you go. About the box office that lie ahead. Yeah, there's no way I'm... he's going to do it. Yep. Frank Moran. What's up, everybody? I'm Carrie Lane, and we are live in the chat. I see a couple people chatting. Yay. And if you're watching it later, comment down below. We did see a couple comments from last week. So, yay. Thanks for saying hello and stopping by. Yeah, that's right. And our lovely and talented Amy Cassandra Martinez on assignment yet again. So follow her on social media to see all the wacky hijinks and adventures she's up to. But making us look good, sound even better, is the one, the only, Anthony in the booth. Hello, everybody. I'm Anthony Becerra. Woo. Great to be here. Another great show. Uh, yes, I can't believe I won this week. I know, right? Not, Question I'm not, I'm not, mark? Yeah, I'm not really sure, but we'll get to it. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned if I won or not. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Way to spoil. Spoil everything, Anthony. Hey. There you go. But as always, folks, you know what? Like go. us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as Carrie mentioned, the chat's up and running. So yes. jump in. Share your thoughts about anything move-related or uh, this weekend's past box office. Uh, oh, yes. kind of off topic, but semi-connected. Kimberly in the chat says, is this After Buzz? Yes, technically. We're an affiliated. We're like the sister That's true. network. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, we hang out together, yeah. you know, have campfires, mm-hmm. tell ghost stories, things yeah. like that. Especially around the spooky it's time of year. It's all one in the same space. It's magic. That's right. How we switch the studios. Magic. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Anthony went to wizarding school specifically to change. I'm actually a wizard. Change. I was about to say, I'm a wizard. Yep. Yes, met, you are. I met Hagrid. He came to my room. He's like, you're a wizard. And I was like, yeah, I already knew that. Took you long enough. <laughs> uh, Sarah says, hi, Batman, Anthony. I am Batman. But not on this show. Not on this show. Uh, okay. Ooh, I was going to say, I'm like, I do not know this reference for you. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, I did say that we had some, uh, some news here. Yes. So uh, first off. Ladies and gentlemen, box office breakdown. We love doing this show. Yes. Uh, and as as uh, Sarah in the chat mentioned, you know, After Buzz is this After Buzz TV. Yes, there's a, a large network of shows that work out of the same space, and they're always juggling time slots. Yes. We are going to actually juggle the the box office breakdown time slot starting next week. We will be at 5 p.m. Pacific time, and that'll be our permanent time slot going forward. So that's where you'll be able to catch us there live Yay! in the chat. Yes, hooray! <laughs> 5 p.m. Pacific time. Woo! Uh, but that also means that we have to say goodbye to another one of our own. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be Anthony's last show with us. I mean, that's not confirmed mm, yet. That but, is uh, confirmed. That is absolutely not, confirmed. That's coming out of... No. Nope. Uh, uh, sad face. Sad, yeah, I mean, I might leave the show, but it's nope. not entirely... Thank you so much. It's not entirely true. Has not been confirmed. Frank is just being a little troll right now. Nope, this is Anthony's last show, everybody. So feel free to... Tell us how much you're going to miss him and mm-hmm. guilt him to stay around. There you go. Or, I mean, don't. I mean, it's fine. You can leave. <laughs> Whatever. You know? Yeah. Bye, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. You Bye. Are, you two are very are semi-capable people who can carry this show without me. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So just remember, folks, that Anthony cared more about another show than he cared about you, the box office breakdown to yours. But you know what? We'll be long after that show, so, you know, it's all right. He'll maybe join us later. 
Because yeah. we've been around for a while and gone through some different versions. That's and, true. And different time slots. So five will be much better. We have a lot of you East Coasters and also some people in England. So hopefully this 5 p.m. will be much easier for you. 5 Absolutely. p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And there uh, hopefully will be a chance that we can get uh, a uh, recently departed, uh, a much beloved member of the box office breakdown staff, uh, Neil Plumley, to get more involved mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit more favorable time for him. Being that yeah. he's on the East Coast as well. But anyway, yes. uh, the long and short of it, the more, most important thing, two mm. things to take away. We're not 5 p.m. Pacific time starting next Sunday, and Anthony will never be on the show again after tonight. Still, still not confirmed. Still <laughs> not confirmed, everybody. Yeah. Not confirmed. Yeah. Now, let's jump into the business at hand, and that yes. is last week's top five. Coming in number one, and also the subject of our box office bed, <laughs> Night School, <laughs> Kevin Hart. Oh, boy. Uh, $28 million from Universal there. Uh, that was the subject of our box office bet. Yeah. And the loser, interestingly enough, the, the winner took the punishment, and the loser is not yet. Carrie Lane, he lost no the bet. Uh, but you know what? Movie passes dump, uh, dump down to only like three movies a month. So <laughs> might be a little bit when there's nothing going on. Well, let's see if what Anthony has to say gets you more excited about what's coming your way. I know, right? Yeah, so that, here's here's the irony, folks. Um, I saw the movie, <laughs> and I won, so I didn't really have to see the movie. Um, but yeah, so getting into my, I guess, my review of it. Um, yes. Yeah, I did. Personally, I didn't like it. Um, the it, it was a straightforward plot. Uh, also, this is a comedy. It, it should not be an hour and fifty minutes long. No, no, Ooh, that's no, long. For no a comedy. comedy. Yeah, no comedy. Starring, Ninety minutes. No comedy starring yeah. starring Kevin Hart should be a hundred an hour and fifty minutes long. It should be about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, or or two minutes. I take yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Tiffany Haddish was great. Kevin Hart, he, he his shtick got a little tire tiresome real quick. Of like him like squealing and <sighs> screaming yeah. and just you know very some physical comedy. Not gonna lie, there were some times I did burst out out loud laughing, and there were like some quick one liners that I thought were, were pretty good. Okay, uh, mainly from Tiffany Haddish's side and just like overall um, some of the classmates. I, I like the uh, the little bond that he he has with his classmates, and that was really cool. But okay. um, a lot of these sequences just felt so flat for me personally. Mm. Um, uh, and it felt like no one was really carrying the movie. Like it felt like Kevin Hart was supposed to, but mm. he kind of like dropped the ball. And then um, Tiffany Haddish couldn't really carry it, carry it. And even them together, along with uh, the class, the whole class when they're together, it still felt like no one was really carrying the movie. Um, mm. Yeah, it was very uh, not. Uh, it's entertaining at some points, but overall, uh, I would, I would, I would wait for this movie to come out like on Netflix if you really want to watch it. That's my plan. Ooh. Yeah, I would. Uh, if I have what? to. What? <laughs> no, no, Carrie Lane, you lost that bet. This needs. That means I'm gonna see it later. I saw Boo to Medea uh, Halloween, so you can see Night School. So wait, Boo isn't on my list. It's on my queue because I thought I lost that one. I lost Boo to Medea Halloween. But you know, what? I do have Leap on my queue. I remember that one. Yeah, That's on but, my list. No, let's focus more on night school. Let's focus more on that. Uh, yeah. Over under three times, Anthony, that Kevin Hart gets stuck in a locker. Oh, no. There are actually no scenes with him stuck in a locker. Oh. 
Oh, well, that's what all the promotion material. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more a metaphysical or metaphorical sense of her stuffing him in a locker. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's really, when it comes down to it, I guess what they're trying to, what the movie is about is about this guy who happens to have learning disabilities, but they don't really touch on it enough to make it like a, a in a sense, like a, make it say anything about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. learning disabilities at all. So it was, it was really, it felt like much to do about nothing. Like, it just didn't really say or have to say anything about what they were showing you, you know? Yeah. Like, it didn't really hit its mark as to, like, what the film was actually about in the subtext of it all. Well, one actor that I do always enjoy watching, especially because he has a lot of those bit roles in comedies, is Rob Riggle, playing one of the classmates. How was Rob Riggle? Uh, Rob Riggle, is he the taller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Be yeah. guy. He was all right. He he played like the cliche, like super dumb dude. Mm. Um, yeah, he didn't really have too many memorable uh, scenes for me. One who kind of did stand out actually was the uh, the man from Forty Year Old Version uh, who plays a, the oh Romy Malco. I believe so. The one who writes that he was a hoe for show. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, he was in that, and he plays like this really eccentric. Like he calls himself woke. And he, <laughs> but oh, he's like man. really just like into like weird conspiracy theories and stuff. Okay. And he's just like a little deranged. Mm-hmm. And he has a great line where he's like, "Man, it's hard being woke. It's hard being woke." And that kind of got to me. But over, <laughs> overall, it was Ugh. it kind of fell flat on its face. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear what Carrie thinks now after you've pumped this movie up so much. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely and, soldier on it. And everybody, oh, yeah. uh, congratulate Anthony in the chat. This is his last movie review that I have you doing. Uh, for box office breakdown, you know if it is, if it is, what a fun one to this, go out right? on, right? And also, I won this ma- <laughs> like I won this episode. Like, yeah. if it is my last one, I'd say this is a good a good send off. There you go. He went on a winner and still treated himself like a loser, as so. I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in at number two, Smallfoot, the other uh, animated offering here this week. Pretty sure we thought that one would do well. Yeah, uh, twenty three million bucks. From Warner Brothers, so yeah. Uh, I mean, considering that it had really no, uh, you know, huge. They had a lot of ads. They had a lot um, of ads, but I mean, you know, they it, had a charity thing they were doing like before the movie started. The cast members are like, "Hey, we're teaming up with this charity," and so they had a footprint. Uh, mm. I guess it was a not big enough footprint, but it was enough that you know people are aware. Hey, thank you. But I still say it's kind of seasonally off. Yeah, and I feel like a Disney film, just with the brand behind it, is even if it's a, a new film and not a sequel or something or an extension mm-hmm. of an existing property, is going to do better about drawing the audiences in. For yeah. Smallfoot, for Warner Brothers, eh, they're yeah. sure you have a Lego Batman, but their track record for animation is not as successful as that. It's like, yes, yeah. I'm going to go see it no matter what it is because it's Warner Brothers animation. All right. Uh, it looked cute, but it wasn't one I'm rushing to see. You'll let it come to you. I might see it later. No, all right. I did hear from after Marissa. night school. Um, mm-hmm. Here at the office, uh, we had uh, one of our one of my uh, yeah. workmates see it, and uh, she really enjoyed it. Uh, she also didn't know that it was a musical as well. Like, or there are some, there are <gasps> a lot of, there is a lot of singing Yay! involved in it. So there's that. All right. Well, look at that. Uh, that was Anthony's last recommendation about a coworker's film choice. Over here on Box Office Breakdown. As, I don't know uh, if you should say that because it might ha- pop up again. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Within this episode. There yeah. you go. Uh, coming in number three, The House with the Clock in Its Walls from Universal. Another $12.5 million. 
Number four, Simple Favor from Lionsgate, $6.6 million. And then rounding out the top five, The Nun from Warner Brothers and New Line, $5.4 million. Hellfest, the other new film this week, did not make it into the top five, came in sixth place. Six? Okay. Uh, one of us has seen this film. <laughs> Let's go to <laughs> let's go to Carrie Lane for the exclusive inside word. Yeah. Uh, well, as some of you may or may not know, I'm generally pretty forgiving on movies, but this one I was excited. I saw the trailer and I was like, "All right, this is going to be awesome." The night before, I went to Queen Mary Dark Harbor. I've worked at a scary theme park before. I worked at Knotts, so I'm just like, "Oh, I love this. This concept is great. Serial killer concept, cool too." I'm I'm like I like more supernatural with my horror, but I was like, "Sure." This is the emptiest crowded theme park I have ever seen. Like, it's sold out. There's so many people, but then there's a scene where they're in a bathroom and nobody's in there. I'm sorry. There are no ladies' rooms that are that empty. (laughs) So that was just super unbelievable. I'm like, there were moments like that where if they just had, like, two girls exit the bathroom as she walks in, sure, then I would have bought it a little bit more just to have, like, the other people or every time they rode a ride – or walk through a maze, nobody's behind them. Can we point out that this is like the weirdest complaint? <laughs> no, but it, it it breaks the reality of it. Because the thing is, they end up alone so often. And you're like, where are all these people in this super crowded park? That that's It, it just takes... It's like having the coffee cup that's empty. It's something that we all know is real and tangible. And then when they break that thing, it just really goes like... <sighs> Because, yeah, they go in the maze and there's nobody else around. Nobody bumps into them because they've stopped or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Because then all these situations happen because nobody's around. No exits. What? And then the bad guy's able to suddenly get ahead of them, even though there's, like, no way to get in and out of sections of the maze. So that also is super, like, wait a minute, what? There are spoiler, but not really a spoiler. There is no cool killer reveal whatsoever. I was, like, waiting for him. like, oh, this is going to be some spoilery. A little bit, but you know what? I would almost rather have known that. But then you could be like, well, maybe that's the point. I'm like, lame. I was waiting for something super cool. I had all these other theories. I won't tell you the theories because that might spoil it for you. But you're just like, eh? Eh? Um, the deaths could have made it only PG-13. It's rated R. Did not need to be that at all. Um, it just had so much potential. There's no like character development whatsoever because it's really kids just getting chased and killed. At the theme park, which, cool. Killer has no real MO. Like, it starts off really cool. Like, he's going after certain people for certain reasons and, like, you know, hangs them up in the maze or something. Nope, then it just starts being random. So, eh, it just had so much potential. So, that was my review. I was like, meh. I wasn't saying they were like, oh, I hate this. But at the end, you just go, oh, if you had done, like, this, this, or this, or this, it would have really helped make it better. So, oh. yes, Hellfest, eh, maybe, like younger teen audiences might be like oh yeah cool but it just is one of those it could have been so much cooler well it sounds like it's set it did exactly what it set out to be i mean it's like it's it's supposed to be a a throwback to classic like 80s slasher films that are if you think about them are exactly what you described they're mindless like slasher films that just go for the kill they don't really care about who's behind the killing They, they don't really reveal too much about the killings and they just are, you know, are, are like mindless, just fun. Or I suppose. But see, to be. it wasn't as fun because, like, there were those moments that could have given it that extra depth and still kept that classic vibe. But you just sat there at the end going, well, all right. And there were some good, kind of tense moments, but yeah. 
Wasted potential is how I felt about it. Of this could have been so cool, and it was, I mean, it was fine. I'm all about doing a throwback to a, a previous time period or uh, for an older yeah. genre. But I feel like if you're gonna you, you bring modern sensibilities, and then you tweak yes. what made uh, what was kind of always a failing of those, uh, and you strengthen it up with better storytelling and story structure. Exactly. I mean, they at least have a couple moments like, oh, there's no signal with their phone, and you go, okay. And again. <sighs> It's the reality that we know and then they don't put it in that makes it even less grounded. The friends immediately split up. If you've ever been to a horror theme park, you don't split up from your friends. You're not going to find them later because your phone has no signal. So those yeah. are mo- moments that it's like, all right, bye, Frank. I'll see you later. No, no, no. You, you wait for them. Yeah. And, and then, of course, bad stuff happens because, all right, I'll be right back. Never say that either. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, well, uh, Anthony, I mean, as the other resident horror guru. I know, right? Um, you did not see this. It was kind of a, kind of a shame. Uh, yeah, I had, a, <laughs> had a full, I had a full weekend. I didn't have time to squeeze it in. Well, I'd be curious. I want to know what I, I want to talk to people who like it because it's yeah. I I don't know uh, about any of. Uh, I mean, for, I, hmm, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard mixed things on it like throughout the since it's been released. So I don't even know who to trust. I just I need to watch it myself, really. Oh yeah, no, totally. Because I I like to go to Twitter after I've seen a movie to see like what are other people saying about it because you want to know like where are you on that spectrum of liking it or not and or curious like if you hated it, people love it or vice versa. Most reviews at first were people like, oh my gosh, how fast was so great, blah, blah, And then there's a lot of people going, same idea that I said of it was cool, but it could have done more. And like how you were saying, Frank, of, you know, even though it's a throwback, you can build upon that. And then it is like, ooh, even better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, as we get ready to move on down, I did get a chance to see a film that's not coming out for a few more weeks yet, and that was Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Sorry. Adelia oh, yes. in the chat. Hellfest had a nice concept. I think it failed at its execution. Exactly. Almost kind of good pun there, though, with execution. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> but yes, you saw Bad Times at Hotel Royale. At the El Royale, El, yes. El Royale. Uh, from Drew Goddard from Cabin in the Woods. So for you horror movie lovers. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes. I, I, that's a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was excited about seeing what do we do with this. And this is, people have been kind of like, oh, hey, we're kind of, kind of uh, comparing it to a Tarantino-type film in, yeah. in the sense that it's a fractured narrative. Uh, you're bouncing around, uh, looking at different characters from their point of view and stuff. Trailer looks awesome. Trailer, you know, that trailer got me so pumped for this movie. And mm-hmm. there, it's it's a solid film. It's it, it, I wanted it to land a little bit harder with me at the end. Mm. You know, it is two hours and forty minutes. So at some point, you're like, "Ooh, Ooh. man, this is a long baby." That is long. Uh, it's not bad. You know, uh, there are just some underwritten roles in there mm-hmm. that kind of I think uh, depend on cliche. Which is sad. If you kind of do an underwritten role and then you're just bringing what you... For example, there's somebody that's escaping a cult in this film. Mm. you know, And so you're, you're bringing what the cliche of that that you've seen countless times uh. in other stories into that without really giving those characters any more added depth to really kind of make it unique mm. for this particular story. So I feel like a few of those characters kind of fell into that trap. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, his role mm. is, is fine, but his abs... Are magnificent. <laughs> Do they try to give him shirtless as much as they can? Man, he is. And he is. He's gyrating a lot. Those abs are getting a nice workout. Those abs are spectacular. That's also. This is also a reunion for the director and uh, Chris from Hemsworth. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. So I uh, figured, like, you know, you could see why I was like oh, Chris Hemsworth was intrigued to go do this. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, there's – I think it's worth a watch for sure in the theater. Uh, I just wish it had landed a little bit better. That is me. where the trailer director did a little bit job. Trailer director, editor did a little bit better selling it on Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there's that sequence where you know the music kicks in yeah. and that woman's running out of the hotel, like, yeah. and there's that nice long tracking shot of her running out, and it's like that that movie just like it, that whole sequence mm-hmm. just sucked me in on the trailer, and uh, yeah, it just uh, didn't quite get there. Some viewers are taken aback by the uh, time length, <laughs> the run, yeah. the running running time of this film. Yeah, same thing. Hellfest was really long too; it was almost two hours. Oof. It didn't really need that, to be two hours. That does not seem like a film that you want to like. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, sorry, it was a long one. I want to say it was almost two hours as well. And same thing, like trailer got, but it got it got us in. We were like, yeah, sure, let's check it out. And then, okay, yeah. So I feel, I feel like when Bad Time at the El Royale comes out, comes comes out, go check it out once. Uh, there there'll be characters that you're really intrigued by, mm, and mm-hmm. I think with anything, when you do have a little bit more of a larger ensemble cast, some characters get more focus, and uh, which is fine. And then there's other characters that you're kind of like, oh, I'm really intrigued, and they don't get as much focus as yeah. you would would have hoped. So. Uh, but, mm. you know, not as solid as Cabin in the Woods. I will say that. Uh, now let's jump into our international numbers here. Uh, you know, New Lines the Nun, speaking of horror films, uh, officially became the highest grossing title in The Conjuring. Uh, the Conjurverse. There you go. Anthony, for you. Hey-o. There you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, with a running global total of $330 million, besting the $320 million mm-hmm. worldwide haul of The Conjuring 2, which previously owned the record. I've seen the Annabelle ones. I think I've seen both. And then Conjuring 1 and 2, but I do think 2 is my favorite. Conjuring 2 out of the Conjuring verse. Yeah. It's, uh, so far, it has a running total of $221 million overseas, Oof. which is the best international take for a Conjuring movie ever. Nice. Wow. Uh, for Smallfoot, it launched in 49 markets for $14 million in fourth place uh, with $115.6 million running total globally. And together with the $23 million in the U.S., it's uh, debuted at $38.6 million, giving it the number one rank at the global box office chart. Uh, and uh, also there's a film that still hasn't come out in the States yet, but has been released internationally, and that's Johnny English Strikes Again, which I've never seen the first one. I cannot wait. Oh, wait, with Bean? Yep. Mr. Bean? Mr. Rowan Atkins, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I haven't seen it, but I know exactly. I'm like, yes, I remember when that movie came out. Oh I was gosh. like, nope. <laughs> Anthony, you're legitimately, legitimately excited about Johnny English Strikes Again. I do like his movie. Are you a Mr. Bean fan? <laughs> I'm a Mr. Bean fan since I was a kid. Uh, I really enjoy okay. those movies. He's mm. an absurd. It's an they're absurd yeah. comedies, and I like them. I've never seen Johnny English, so I applaud him for his commitment to his acting because it's one of those like he's there 110. percent His whole career yeah. has been off yeah. of Mr. Bean. Like yeah. it's remarkable. I can't wait yeah. to see the latest installment mm-hmm. in the saga that is Mr. Bean. Well, you'll have to wait until October 26th domestically. Uh, as I mentioned, though, internationally, it's already been released. It's made $44.2 million internationally so far. Uh, and it drew uh, just a $14.2 million in 38 territories with mm-hmm. eight markets opening it, uh, opening this weekend, giving it a third-place notch at the foreign box office chart. And the house with the clock in its walls came in sixth in the global box office with $9.4 million. And the overseas total is now $21 million with worldwide at 65.8. And Night School, Anthony's favorite film of the week. Yeah. Uh, opened in 19 territories abroad, which grossed $5.5 million, giving the the total international haul and global debut, excuse me, of $33.5 million, the second best 
for uh, for the weekend after Smallfoot. So. Yeah. Well, hooray. Well, class is in session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, class dismissed. Oh, boy. All right. So we've got two films, though, uh, vying mm-hmm. for next week's box office bet. Look at that. Two exciting films uh, to see, you know, what we, and hopefully by then Carrie Very Lane will Very different be there. kind of movies. Yes. Venom. Carrie Lane will be telling us all about Night School, which we're all excited about. Uh, well, also not on the list, but I talked about last week. I also want to give a shout out to Assassination Nation because that one, the more I've talked about, I'm like, that was really cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think we've seen it. We're, next week we'll have an example of the, the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, and I'll let you make okay. that decision on your own, viewer, uh, uh, where your uh, opinion may think of the fall on these. Uh, one film is A Star is Born, uh, the Bradley Cooper remake mm-hmm. of this film with Lady Gaga. So good. Uh, it's a remake? It is. Yeah, there's, I don't there's, think I knew that. And two takes on it. Actually, I, I heard there's that there's been four. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Are they like, or this might how be much fourth older? Very. Like the 50s, 60s, 70s? I believe, one is, 80s. I believe, from the 30s. Yes. Oh, okay. Like real old. Okay. But, uh, I don't know about the other ones, though. There's one in the 70s. Or 70s, 80s. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be coming out uh, this week. 35, uh, a little over 3,500 screens. And then we also have Venom from Sony and Columbia on 4,000 plus screens as well with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Playing Eddie Brock. Uh, Adelia in the chat says, this is the fourth one. First one was made in 1937. Look at that. I'd be really curious to see how those have changed over the years. Just the concept of, if they're all the same, like the music scene, just how that has changed over the decades. Because that's very different, all those possibilities of the years. I feel like Carrie Lane just set herself up with a nice little uh, binge watch. Yeah, we'll see, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ken Jack says, 30s, 50s, 70s, and then today. Okay. So those are the two films vying for your hard-earned vote there in the chat. So mm. bet on what you think is the film that we should do our bet on. But uh, in the meantime, though, we like to do a little box office rewind. I'm all, nope. Oh, I thought you were about to do it. Wait, say it again. Say it again. We're going to do a little box office rewind. Oh, there we go. All right. Aha! About somebody who's starring in one of these upcoming films. Woo. And uh, I thought, why don't we go with the uh, the man who's going to be uh, directing this. Cooper. Mm-hmm. They were going to go with Cooper. Rocket Raccoon. Bradley Cooper. Yes. But, you know, of course we know he's been in the Hangover films. He's in the Guardian of the Galaxies films. Uh, Guardian, yep. uh, Guardian of the Galaxy films as Rocket Raccoon. But we're going to uh, uh, dodge all those big tier uh, franchises that he's been in and focus okay. on the ones that he hasn't been. Uh, that's not part of a franchise for Bradley Cooper. So coming in at number five for his non-huge box office, box office franchising films. Franchising. Box office franchise films. Excuse me. Oh. Is Failure to Launch... From Paramount back in 2006 with, uh, I think it was Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. As well as Terry Bradshaw. I did see that. That was cute. Uh, we don't have our resident huge uh, romantic comedy fan. But uh, I do remember seeing that one and it was cute. Though it has a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's not very highly rated. But uh oh, you got Kathy good. Bates and Terry uh, Bradshaw as you know, Matthew McConaughey's parents. Yep. You know, good times. Uh, that made $24 million. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number uh, four, the A Team from Fox back in 2010, $25.6 million. I actually enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun, uh, it, it was way it was better fun. than Any Right to Be. <clears throat> yes. And uh, I mean, the sequence, uh, you know, I, I, for, I'm always obsessed with uh, Jessica Biel's delivery mm-hmm. of um, when they, um, oh, they're, 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 they're riding the tank. 
out of an airplane. They're yeah, they're trying to fly the tank. <laughs> so what's the delivery? No, I'm not gonna. I can't imitate it. It's she's. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. But uh, that's the first time that I really noticed Bradley Cooper get jacked because he's there's a mm. shot with him where he had his shirt off after you know he's getting out of the water and he's like just all ripped. But uh, I thought that was a fun film. It's a shame that it didn't do well enough to earn a uh, sequel. It would have been interesting to see mm-hmm. what would, what they would have done in that one. Uh, number four, three, he's just not that into you from Warner Brothers back in two thousand nine. Love 27. that movie. Hmm. I like need he's to see not covers. That into you, yes, with Justin Long. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't get to that Scar one. Scar Joe, but that one was real good. Demi Moore, yeah, I that's a it. lot of people. It's one of the few uh, romantic comedies I like, mm-hmm. mainly because of the sad endings in him, which I <laughs> appreciate. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, buddy. Look at you. Uh, Coming to number two, Wedding Crashers from 2005, $33.9 million. He yes. was in that? Yeah, remember he was the uh, the boyfriend that was kept, kept pounding Owen Wilson as they were playing uh, football? Oh, my God, you're Do right. Do not recall, but I like that movie. Yeah. I like that one. That was a good movie. Uh, and then number one on the, uh, the non-franchise Bradley Cooper films, Valentine's Day, back in 2010, $56.2 million. Didn't see that one. That's another one of those ensemble yep. comedy type mm-hmm. things. Uh, I haven't seen that or New Year's Day. So those kind of those holiday holiday ensemble films. Mm-hmm. See neither. I know Anthony has this one at home. How it's often... no love actually. So That's true. <laughs> That's that is very like, true. Mm. They just did it so well. So it's hard to like watch other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, before we hop into our next week's top five predictions, what we think that's going to be, uh, any trailer spots that you saw that were really captivating for any new films? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, everybody's talking about Venom, but that's coming out next weekend. So, um, I'll, I'll throw out it. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see that, yeah, <laughs> it I'm, was interesting. Yeah. Everyone's like, so where Jubilee go? What Jubilee was like? She was part of like the friends group, and it's like, and where is she? That's a very common like thing when looking on the Twitter. She sure. Yes. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't even know Jubilee showed up in Apocalypse. Uh, like she's at the school. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those. They have this character, and they're like, they were there, and now they're gone. Mm. Well, it's Um, uh, and, and of course when they debuted the trailer, saying, "Hey, coming out February 14th. Get ready, everybody." And since then, Fox has moved the day oh, back wait. into the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So in its place, uh, they're going to now fill the spot with uh, Alita Battle Angel. Is now moving from December 21st to take over that spot that was previously held by Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. And filling the uh, bat- uh, Battle Angel spot is going to be a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Uh, We're making faces for those on iTunes. Like, I- what? For More me, money. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like who he is. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be like, hmm? I don't know. I, I'm not particularly thrilled by this. I don't like why. I mean, I, I'm sure there's going to be Those of other... us who've already seen it are not going to see it. That's only for like the parents who wanted to take their kids who they're like, well, you can't see it because it's rated R. Uh, eh? All right. Um, now, for Alita, though, uh, it's uh, being said that you know, the movie's in tip-top v- VFX shape and its delay has nothing to do with post-production. So, okay, uh, yeah, we'll see what the... Uh, but it is it's certainly that weekend was going to be crowded originally from mm-hmm. uh, from uh, December 21st because you had Aquaman, 
Bumblebee, Holmes and Watson, and uh, Welcome to Marwin. So yeah, all those vying that day. So I mean, it is certainly a crowded box office weekend, and oh, I can see them um, trying to move it out. Mary Poppins, that's one that's coming down the line, and they keep adding new little trailers, and that one looks fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by I that. I feel there's been some other ones, and then I'm like, now that you ask, I'm like, uh, like there's some good horror ones coming up, but I don't remember when. <laughs> I need to go back over yeah, the trailer. All right. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of done with the X Men universe at this point, so. Uh, I, I think I'm putting a lot of expectations, and if you're going to hit the Dark Phoenix story again, they've already failed in uh, X3. So if they're coming back to do this again, I don't know. I don't hold much hopes for this to be a very entertaining film. So. Yeah, yeah, same. I'll just go watch it. <laughs> like, uh, we'll see how it is. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is they do give a little love to the uh, the Grant Morrison uh, new X Men mm-hmm. uh, inspired costumes, which also I saw on social media that they said, "Hey, look oh. great on the pages." But actualized, yeah, kind of goofy. Uh, no, keep looking at. I'm looking up a thing that I was like, oh yes, there's other quick news. But yes, go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to find the numbers for it because I was like, oh yes, uh, My Hero Academia came out to theaters and is doing very well. Uh, first feature film of the global hit anime franchise brings in nearly two million at the box office, earning out the competition by fourteen hundred per screen. So they are doing very well. So it's like, yay! They only had 500 screens for that. Uh, so, so far... I actually oh. saw it last night. Yay! It was all right. <laughs> Look at that. Glowing praise. Yeah. It was okay. It was literally like I, it could have been just another episode. <laughs> like, it was... Uh, yeah. Um, it's... For anybody who has not seen My Hero Academia, you could see the movie without ever watching this show. Uh, they do a good job of quick recaps of situations, characters, whatnot, relationships, and move you right into it. So it's kind of great that, like, if you're a super fan and you want to take your friend who's never gone, good for that. Or kids see the trailer and they go, you know, hey, mom, dad, I want to go see this and whatever. Easy way to go because they don't need to know it. I, I do think, though, you miss out on the depth of relationships and characters uh, but you could watch it after, like, just watching a few episodes of season one because, you, you know, you're excited. You're like, oh, yay, so-and-so's on screen or so-and-so showed up. Yay. Uh, I was not blown away. I know a lot of other anime fans here and then that I know are just like, oh, it was amazing. I didn't personally feel that. But also, I watch it in English. I normally watch the show in Japanese, so it's not the voices I I mean, yeah. No? E- even then, like, the animation wasn't even that, like, better than the actual a show that's that's the main part that really disappointed me was just like this animation is just like the show like i could have just watched this on my tv and still would have had probably the same effect other than like all the other like uh uh anime fans or weebos around me that are just like screaming their heads off every time something happens yes. every time all my farts they're like yeah and i was just like okay you guys they were very you guys watch the show or not like yeah yeah it was really um, eh. i recommend it if you are a fan of the show or you're interested in checking it out but maybe it doesn't have to be seen in theaters. Uh, but it was still entertaining, and we'll be talking about it on Tuesday on oh. the anime show, because I know oh. Ollie saw it, and he was very excited about it. Oh, nice. Uh, and the one last thing related to the Fox and its moving uh, release dates for a ver- variety of films. Don't worry. I know you're thinking, what about Gambit? Is that still in the mix somewhere? Uh, it's moved off of uh, <laughs> next summer uh, from the June 7th date that Dark Phoenix will be taking. Uh, that's going to be going into 2020. Do we care? I do not care about a Gambit film. As much as I, Channing Tatum... Only if they can do it good. They're not going to do it good. They're not going to do it good. <laughs> ah! 
Yeah. So it's, I feel at that point, I feel that is just getting punted down further and further down the road. And whenever the Fox and Disney thing kind of lines up, I feel like these are, that's the type of film that's going to be quietly just brushed aside. A uh, quick movie coming out, too, that we talked about. We were talking about upcoming movie. Goosebumps 2 is coming out on we talked about it in horror, uh, October 12th. Yes. Uh, and that one, it was interesting because I didn't know Jack Black was going to be in it. And uh, and it's about to come out. And they probably should have led with that. So either they changed something or whatnot. That was kind of a weird, you know, like, you're just like, wait, what? How, why didn't you tell us sooner? <laughs> um, oh, when's that one coming out? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That one I was looking at like what's upcoming movies? October thirty first. Okay, so it's the end of month. Cool. Yeah. Well we're all Well it's almost it, there. Woohoo. Yeah. I think everybody's just focusing on Halloween when that comes out. Uh yeah. I think that's that's a big one that everybody's kinda got their eyes on right now. Mm-hmm. But uh keep voting away, folks, in the box office uh chat room, box office bet chat room for either uh A Star is Born or Venom. Which one are we gonna be checking out? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will make no bones about it. Venom looks terrible. So, uh, well, we did talk about that on horror movie news in terms of it should have been they should have gone with the rated R, dropping it down to PG three, and it's like start with the R for his own movie, and then you can tone it down when you want to bring it into Spider Man. It's like uh, I I never yeah. want to see these two cross paths, and and oh. changing Venom's origin where Spider Man is not a part of it mm-hmm. that just takes it away already for me. So it's like, like nope, I don't really care. So I. There you go. I'll let that, let that opinion mm-hmm. see if that affects the votes there in the box office chant. Mm. But uh, in the meantime, nope. <laughs> nope, didn't do it. All right, perfect. All right, folks, we're going to do our look at our next week's top five. Of course, we've got uh, you know, Venom coming in at 4,000 plus screens, Star is Born at 3,500 plus screens. I feel those could take top two. <sighs> top two? Yeah, yeah because so which, yeah. Star which, is Born is getting so much it's buzz. It's super hyped up right now. People yeah. are liking it, and Venom, everyone's. Plus, Excited. you got anyone who's a Lady Gaga or like a Gaga freak is mm-hmm. going to go watch it regardless of their experience with yeah. any films. <laughs> I would agree on Star is Born. I don't, I mean, I feel like because of the amount of screens and people's curiosity, Venom's, I think Venom will, yeah. I, I think the second week, I think it's going to have a huge drop. It will. I'm even worried that like, I think Star is Born might even take the first top, like the number one spot. Uh, Corny in the chat agrees with you. Like, I would not be surprised if that happened. I'd be really sad, but oh well, you know. I wouldn't be sad at all. I would love to see a Star is Born get number one because <laughs> Venom should not be rewarded at all. I'm, kind of, I'm one of those who I'm rooting for it to do well, but... It, why? Why would you root for that? It's just, it's Sony meddling with the Spider-Man franchise, and they've clearly shown in the past that they don't know what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just something to see. It's interesting. I mean, there hasn't been a Venom movie ever. So, well, I mean, he was in Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, but that's Spider-Man. Like, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a give it. <laughs> What it regardless just, <laughs> regardless of what it is, it's a chance that they're taking, and I'm all for it. Yeah, no, you know, like, iTunes. You need a tune go, just to see Frank's let's, face. Let's see when Disney <laughs> when Disney MCU give, comes up with a Venom uh, film. Yeah, let's let's wait a couple of years, mm. or like, when, God forbid, you know, like <laughs> when are we gonna get that from MCU? Like, ne- probably never. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm coming at it from that stance where it's like I appreciate that they're doing it, even though it might be crap. But, like, when's the next time or we might even be able to see the light of day of a film such as this? Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you rather that, that Marvel no, had... Frank, because I only live once and I want to see it in my lifetime. All right. Well, go see Mediocrity. I, I wish you well. I already did, and I will continue to do so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
Does anybody think that Venom will take number one? Uh, a couple people to. in the chat are saying, yeah. I, I, I feel that so Star is Born is going to take it. I, I, Adelia goes with Venom, then Star. Uh, Courtney says Star, then Venom. So a little bit both. And Adelia also agrees that Venom will open big, then drop off. Star uh, is Born will have staying power and end up with bigger box office. I would agree on that. Uh, do I, we all see everything also, else just kind of dropping down? Possibly, yeah. Also, with all the uh, film festival promotion for Star is Born recently, Lady Gaga showing up to the Venice Film Festival on a boat. Uh, it's actually really cool pictures of that. And she's just sitting like off the edge of a small boat in like the most glamorous kind of 50s little outfit. And then there's some other... But yeah, it's just getting on people's radar. They're really interesting, uh, interested in that kind of glamour of it. So I think that gets it more excited. There you go. Hmm. And Bradley Cooper's got a beard on there. So there you go. <laughs> eh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so your, your mileage may vary in terms of if you want a Star is Born event or for number one. But is everybody thinking that 345 is just night school, small foot, yeah. and uh, the house with the clock in its walls? Yeah. I want to go with Star is Born will be number one and then Venom. Right. And Music Fan also agrees Star is Born. Star is Born will be number one. All right, so we've come to that time where we're going to do our little uh, box office bet. Of course, voted on by you in the chat here. Whichever film you've uh, chosen for us, we will bet on about what its opening box office gross will be. The winner will get a bask in the glory of being the prognosticator of prognosticators, and the loser will have to go see that film and tell us all about it. Just like Nick Carey will have uh, yeah, done by we'll next week, uh, all about uh, Night School. Excited. Yeah. Excited about that. Or not. Uh, usually, if Ken Jackson in the chat, which I know he is because he made a comment, I usually rely on him for his uh, his counting his skills. He's our uh, box office breakdown accountant, <laughs> making sure everything is sure. Uh, you know up and up for all the special votes uh, and all. Uh, Venom won five to four. Oh man, you 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 people, <laughs> you 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 people. Oh. Well, we both said it's number two. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> Sky Patterson says, "I'll go see Venom." Four months after it's come out, <laughs> Sky, I will. Uh, not, I can't. I can't argue. Well, I, I probably will see it opening weekend, but I will. Venom. Be. I. I'd like to try. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just not gonna like it at all. It's gonna be sad. <sighs> Number two. All right. So mm. let's see. This past week's top was 28 million. I was about to say, what was it? 28 million. Okay. Yep. Uh, it is hot. Uh, John Harrison. If Venom is hot trash, it could be number two with 40 million. Yeah. Hmm. But right. that means Star is Born has to be more than 40. Which I'm like, mm. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I see them doing a lot of advertising for Venom because I feel like Sony's got to because they got to realize this. But I'm wondering, are they doing so much because it is a truly terrible film? And they're just like, we just got to try to get mm-hmm. that big, buy, big, big opening weekend. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a lot of people genuinely going... Well, I'm excited for Venom. Well, if you think about it, it's also PG-13, which opens the floodgates yes. to all like the tween, the tweeny boppers out there who yes. know nothing about this film and or film in general. Like they probably don't know what's a good film from bad film. Who are just gonna go watch it regardless? Uh, you know, <laughs> well, they just like the character. Like we're gonna watch this. Who, no. knows? who knows? I feel like you're talking. You're talking to your fans, Anthony. In that moment I feel right there. Like I'm talking. Okay, I went maybe low. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. I don't think Venom will do more than fifty million. Oh. There's no way. All right. Well, all right, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna go a little, change my number. A okay. <laughs> all right. It worked. My plan worked. Anthony, mm. do you have a number you'd like to share with us? I tried typing in. The, 
the 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 the, the uh, number I wanted and the wrong number came up. Oh, um, oh. beautiful! I was gonna go with that, but no, that's dumb. Uh, it's too low. I think I'll uh, we'll go with forty-five. Forty-five. Ooh. All at forty-five. All right, look at that, Carrie Lane. Thirty-two. Ooh. Oh, I went with thirty-eight. Ooh, I'm at the Smalls. top. Okay. There you I'm go. At the tippy top. Uh, you know. We'll never know if Anthony's won this or not because this is his last episode doing it with us. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we can keep track of it and we'll let, you know, just, know, you know, record keeping, we'll announce it. But maybe I'll chime in somehow. Uh, this, uh, I don't know how you do it because you won't be here. Maybe, so. maybe the live chat. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I doubt that you will happen. Twitter. Icon. Uh, ladies They're and gentlemen, like, hey. uh, our box office bets are locked in. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up this latest episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're excited for our move to Sundays now at 5 p.m. Pacific time starting next week. Anthony, any farewell words you'd like to say since this will be your last episode of Box Office Breakdown? Um, if this is my last episode, you'll definitely maybe <laughs> see me in the chat, in the live chat. I'll be chatting it up with all you guys. Um, I really hope it isn't, but we'll see. Um, yeah, damn, this is weird. It's like writing my will. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you gotta I plug am, your other show. If I am dead next week, um, yeah, I mean, you can always find me at Tony B. Tony underscore, and also on Tuesdays at Horror Movie News. I see Sky, John, uh, Media Shock, and all these. Some of these peeps are usually there, and I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I gotta say, I have a lot of fun here. Um, and I, will, I would like to continue having fun here, but we'll see. Um, nonetheless, you guys, you guys have this show covered without me. Um, yeah, both of you are great. Well, there you go, Anthony. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. We'll never see you again. Yeah, I'll uh, never see you around. For there it. you go. And we'll yeah. never, 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 do, never, <laughs> do, never, never lay eyes on each yeah. other. But folks, thanks for joining us here for Box Office Breakdown. You know, the, the box office never stops. Movies come out every single week. We come out every single week to be able to tell you all the the the, the latest totals. And details about all that great stuff. It's a juggernaut. It won't stop, so we can't stop doing it. We'll just be doing it at an earlier time. 5 can't PM. stop, won't stop. Never stop, never stopping. 5 p.m., baby. That's right. So uh, thanks, everybody, for watching tonight here. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw a thumb up there while you're there, or two, or three, or four. Well, you can do that. <laughs> but, uh, Carrie, if they're watching after the show stream live, what can they do? Yes, you all can comment down below. With your uh, w- w- your favorite Anthony moment on his on his tenure here. <laughs> there you go. Box office breakdown. Not many. There you go. <laughs> uh, but if you want to continue the conversation with any of us and you know send Anthony any farewell wishes, Anthony, where can they find you? Yes, again, you can find me at Tony B Tony underscore. It's T O N Y. The letter B T O N Y underscore. Thank you so much, Carrie. Take it away. Yes, y'all can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. I posted a bunch of videos from the Queen Mary Dark Harbor via the Scare Guy and Horror Movie News. So go check those out, and I'll be posting more as well. I'll tell you all about the secret bars they have there because it was a quest Ooh. to find all of them, and we succeeded. Uh, as well as uh, Horror Movie News on Tuesdays and my I Hero Academia on Tuesday. Winona Herb just ended today, so you can watch our finale of that. And then later on tonight is Marvel TV Weekly. And coming up very soon is Man in the High Castle and Vikings are coming back. Look at that. And Amy Cassandra Martinez, again, can't be here, but I know Carrie Lane loves nothing more than to uh, promote Amy's <laughs> social media handle. Well, uh, it's hard to see on the camera. Well, M-T- well, no? The other way. I don't know. Now that... 
Perfect. There you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you back here next Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Anthony, we'll miss you. Mourn you till we join you. Uh, uh, I'll miss, I'll miss the fans out there. <laughs> but not the host. You. I will miss you, Frank. Thank you. I'll uh, miss you, Carrie. <laughs> Until next time, folks, go see some movies, but not Venom. Come on, guys. You're better than that. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.